This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of Boomer and Carton in the morning? Al Dukes and Jerry Recco are here with some sports news and updates they didn't have time to cover. Here we go. It's the Boomer and Carton Post Game Show with Al and Jerry. All right, we're back. It is a Wednesday, I believe. Jerry and Al with the postgame podcast. Hello, Al Dukes. What's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. How are you? I Uh, spent most of my afternoon yesterday in the Urgent Care Center. I found it quite amusing when I saw the picture posted on Twitter of you in the stupid gown. Yeah, I was in the gown. I thought this will make for a great picture for Twitter. That's why I posted it. This was my feeling, and I think it turned out to be right, and I did not ask. I, I texted you just to make sure I knew that uh, you were clearly there and that yes. you weren't going to go to the gym because of it, but I didn't want to ask what happened. But I kind of assumed when I saw the picture and the big smile on your face, there's no way you had broken ribs or a cracked sternum or anything like that. And it turned out I was right. I mean, right. bruised cartilage. I mean, I didn't know you could do that or dislocate cartilage or... Uh, inflamed cartilage, Inflamed. Jerry. Is that yeah, what it was? Then I guess we told it wrong, but whatever. So that was... Close enough. A couple of hours, huh? That's tough. Yeah, I was in there a couple of hours, but it was fine. It was the middle of the day. I was fine with it. Like, and the x-ray tech gals were attractive. See, that's good. And at the one point, they make you, uh, for a chest x-ray, first of all, you push your boobs up against the uh, x-ray machine. Right. Well, that's what these girls had me do. And then at <laughs> another angle, I have to I have to put my arms up. Okay. Up in the air, and um, the the girl had to like kind of like touch my side and my stomach to make sure I was properly formed. Did it move, Jerry? <laughs> it did not move, but I was like, oh, "That's not terrible." It wasn't a terrible, terrible afternoon. Now, what would you have done? I'm serious about this, just because I know the way you are now. Yeah, what would you have done had you gone there for a like I've had and we've talked about this for a testicular issue? Yes, and you were really freaked out, and you went. Now you probably would have gone to the hospital, but let's just say you went there instead. And then they bring you in, and you're in the gown. And there's like, Boomer asked you, there's no jeans. You're just right. in the gown. And then these gals walk in. Yeah. How are we handling that? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? I mean, what do you mean? How do I handle it? They, they're I mean, going to examine there? They're going to examine me? Well, I mean, they're going to have to do something. I guess. I mean, you're in a medical uh, area. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure they don't discuss anything when they're done with work. 
I mean, that, that's what I always think when I go to these urologists or wherever you go. You go to the doctor with some sort of an ailment that clearly is a little embarrassing. And you had you, you tell yourself, yeah, they're professionals. They see this all the time. Right. Like this isn't the subject at their dinner table that night. This was strange, too. So I'm in the um, I'm still in my jeans and everything. And they just make me take my shirt off and put this gown on. So when the when the doctor comes in, um, they do the x-ray when they're waiting for the x-ray. He comes in and he he kind of asks me to pull down my shirt to to show my chest, my boobs. And I I feel like I'm in relatively decent shape, especially yeah, for my age. I would agree. But when you're sitting sort of you're sitting and then you pull that down yeah. and the 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 bad fluorescent lighting, I I was just looking at my ma- like my boob and I was just like, "Oh, so disgusting." Your cleavage. Not no, I didn't have a cleavage, it was just like sitting there Side though. Side boob. No, it's just, it's got hair, and it just was, oh, well, so Well, this is what disgusting. I've always said. I probably shouldn't go here, but I will. I've always said to my wife, why do you like, why do you like men? We're disgusting. Disgusting. I mean, really are. It really like, is women disgusting. are pretty and beautiful yeah. and delicate, and then there's men. Right. <laughs> Gross. Elaine on Seinfeld describes men as like, she says the same thing, like, women are beautiful. Men body is like a Jeep. Like, it's... <laughs> Got a purpose. It's rugged. It's right. It's just. It is disgusting. There's hair patches in oh, places. Horrible. I mean, horrible. Really gross. But fluorescent lighting in general is terrible. And for some reason, always in the office bathroom, you got fluorescent lighting. Yes. And always, this is the worst. Always at in hotel bathrooms, I like in your hotel that. room. Interesting. I didn't just really notice. Terrible. That. Terrible lighting. Now, it why does always, that matter in a hotel bathroom? Who cares? Because you're still seeing yourself, and if you see your girlfriend or wife or husband or boyfriend in that light, it's bad lighting. It's just not good for the whole situation. Like strip club lighting, stripper lighting, dim lighting. Everyone looks good. Because you can't see anybody. Right. You can't see imperfections. Turn the light off. My friend, uh, I'm going to say his name, Paul, because there's no way anyone that he knows uh, (laughs) listens (laughs) listens to this. My friend Paul always says that it's bad, especially if you're just starting dating someone. You, you shouldn't go out on a date with them in the bright sunshine because all women, all people, we're all humans, but women all have some sort of hair on there where a man would have a mustache. There's some type of thin, light blonde yeah, hair sometimes. Right. Some have it worse than others. Some yes. have it worse than others. But in the sunlight, he's right. The sunlight, if the sun is beating on your face, you see it all. I get, you know, I had never really thought of that. Yeah. I just kind of thought if it was worse than others, you're going to see it. The sunlight. So he is actually not good. thinks that's funny because I, when you started <laughs> what you were saying, I thought he was going to say, "Don't ever go on a first date at a bar or a restaurant with dim lighting, because you'll end up on a second date and then you see the person in yeah. real daylight. Like, what am I doing? And you actually take it the other way. Yes, that's interesting. What you do is you get them in the bad lighting first. You you start to like them, and then huh. you can accept some imperfections. How about that? Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Never thought of that. It was a little opposite for me. Yeah. Just something to say, notice this. It's the summer. Everyone out there just notice. You can see hairs on people. That are, you're not supposed to see hairs in the bright sunlight. By the way, I don't want to see hair on anybody. Oh. Well, I'm with you. It's it's gross. Gr- hair is gross. That's why it bothers me, this misnomer that I have a hairy back and all yeah. that stuff. I don't because I actually take care of that. Every three months, it's uh, it's gross. Who's that young kid on the Dodgers who was in the All Star game last night? The young Jock one, Peterson. He does not have a hair. He's nineteen years old. But it, 
there's no way. I know you go like people say, "Oh, do you shave yet?" He, there's no way he didn't have an arm hair, face hair, not even like a hint of where stubble would have been. He looked like a boy. He is a small boy. Do you realize? And I guess we're going to kind of actually get into sports here in a way. Do you realize what's going on right now in baseball? Because you mentioned this, and it's, it really is a fascinating topic. That young I kids, right? It's unreal. The amount of young talent in that game. Now, I knew he was having a big season in terms of hitting the home run. I know his, his batting average is terrible. He's 23. I'm sorry, he's not 19. He's 23. Seeing a lot of home runs, driving a lot of runs, does strike out a lot, but whatever. But between him, Trout, who you feel is like this, this veteran guy. He looks guy, like he's 29. Trout. He's in his early 20s. You got Bryce Harper, who started at 18 or 19. You feel like he's been around forever, and he's a kid. I mean, all these guys, uh, who else is there? You got Peterson, you got uh, Rizzo and Bryant. I mean, the league is turning over. And then you got A-Rod. Not that he was right. there last night. But it's amazing to see what A-Rod's doing. He could be their dads. Right. Like, legitimately That's could be their cool dads. That's what's cool about baseball. It you, is. You can have a, a huge span of ages. You can. So Absolutely. you could end up, if you're a kid who's really good at baseball and is going to do that professionally, you could be facing people that you watched and that were your idols on TV. Well, how about when Ken Griffey played with his son? When Ken Griffey right. Jr. And they played, if I'm not mistaken, they were on the same team in Seattle. And I don't remember. I could be wrong. Wasn't Griffey Sr. a player manager? I'm not sure. For one year. I don't, but I know for sure they played together because I actually have photos at the time when I was 19 years old. I still collected baseball cards. And I loved for, I don't know why, but I loved collecting um, baseball photos. There was a hobby shop in Matawan, New Jersey. It's still there. And they had a great, they don't anymore, but they had an awesome baseball card section. And they also had uh, baseball photos. And they were up close and they were really good pictures. They didn't look like they were, you know, um, industrially reproduced or yeah. whatever, or commercially they reproduced. Clear. They were great. And the one I had, I still have to this day from 20 years ago, is Ken Griffey and Ken Griffey Sr. in Mariner uniforms. And it's just really cool. I mean, think about it. Where else does that happen? Right. I guess in hockey it could happen, too, because, I mean, Jeremy Yager still playing. He's 44. So oh, it yeah. could happen. But, uh, yeah, it is it's kind of interesting. Yeah. You don't see that much in football. No, it's funny. Even the Todd, they kept the Todd Frazier photo was going around this week too. The one where, when he was a little kid, he stood next to Derek Jeter on the field right. when he That's was right. in little league or something. Yep. And Jeter only retired a year ago. Yes. And this guy's and playing I in the All Star game. And I would have to now. I don't know, but I would have to think with interleague play. I'm sure the Yankees played the Reds sometime in the last few years. Right. Where right, Frazier right, right. played against them. Yes. So it is kind of cool. But anyway, we said it can't happen in the NFL, so let's do that real quick. How about Rex Ryan? I love this story. It is great. So Rex is now in Buffalo, as everybody knows, and Rex loves the um, – I guess he likes being a part of the community. That's probably the best way to put yes. it. Yes. So this week, what is Rex doing? We touched on this on the show quickly. He is actually going to be in the Thunder of Niagara Air Show. Well, what is he going to be doing? Is he going to be flying a plane? No. Sitting on a plane? Well, yeah. And then jumping out of the plane. How cool is this guy? Rex jumping out of an airplane. I think this is awesome. Are you one of these guys where that's on your bucket list? No Jerry? chance. Me neither. There is no chance. Why I have would no I want to that. do that? Yeah, I don't know. Here's all. Literally, one thing goes wrong. Not only do you die, you know, it's one thing. We all know we're going to die. But the idea that the last 15 seconds of your life is going to be so horrendously terrifying. Yes. If that thing doesn't open. I mean, I don't know if he's parachuting or he's going down with a group where they're holding hands. Tandem, so it's the he's going with the dude. So either way, someone's parachute's opening. Right. But what if they don't? I don't know. You're like a bug on a windshield. Yeah. I mean, think about, honestly, what your last 15 seconds are like. 
I mean, it's it's horrendous. No. Hmm. Yeah, that's not on my bucket list. Remember when people used to do bungee jumping? That I was do. a big thing. I wouldn't do that either. You don't really see bungee jumping anymore. No, because it's the jumping whatever. out of planes is, is still hung on there, parachuting. Yes, that's something I would never trust. Like I, I would, I would more likely parachute out of an airplane with an army person versus just some dude like you open up a business where you're par- you're, Agreed, you're now right. a parachute, and that is kind of what he's doing. Yeah, like they, I'm sure that the army is all buttoned up with how they're jumping out of airplanes. I would certainly think so. So I would be more willing to jump out of an airplane with an army dude strapped to me versus, you know, a guy down at Seaside Heights, New Jersey. I agree. I totally agree. Now, do you have a bucket? That's an interesting question. A bucket list? Do you? I don't. I I don't either. Are there things that you've thought of, though? It's not a bucket list, but are there things you've thought of that you really want to do in this lifetime? I've thought of some places where I want to go. Okay. But they're all things that I'd be, like, they're all places that will take a long time to get there, and I'm only interested in being there for, like, a couple hours. So Meaning, I'd like to see Stonehenge. But to get to Stonehenge... I don't know what that is. That's the uh, rock formation in a circle that uh, is in, like, England or somewhere. Oh. And uh, so it's one of the wonders of the world. So it's like going to the Grand Canyon, like I talked to Evan about. You get there, yay, now right. what? That was a, and that was a perfect example of when I, 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 that was one of the places always in my head, Grand Canyon. Right. When I got there, it was great, but in like three hours, I was like, all right. Now what? Now what do I do? Yeah. So, uh, so that would be one of them. The pyramids I would like to see. Agreed. Again, that takes a long time to get you there. really want to travel over there No, right I now, don't. Though? Right. That's the I problem don't. with that. But I'd like to see the pyramids. Other How than the that, hell do they build the pyramids? Other than that, I don't really like doing anything. So I don't really have a bucket list. So that's it? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's not that's much. That's right. Well, you're going to have a nice life. I was going to look at that. By the way, I could get my whole bucket list over on the next vacation. <laughs> Just go right. see the pyramids. And I'm sure Stonehenge is somewhere near the pyramids. How about this? I have a friend of mine whose best friend just went on vacation. Where'd he go? He went to the Sahara Desert, stopped off in Moscow. And also made a stop in Jerusalem. That sounds terrible. How is that a vacation? That sounds like you're just in an I mean, airport all it's day. It's sightseeing, I guess, but... You want to go to Tampa nowadays to fly the whole day takes nine hours. I can't imagine going to Egypt and then going to wherever Stonehenge is. No, could, nor could I. Yeah. Nor could I. You know, a couple of moments ago, we were talking about Jock Peterson of the Dodgers and uh, that little baby face he's got. He's 23, as we've established, finally. Well, you know, at some point, a dude's going to grow up to be a man. And I would think by 24, you're probably there. And you know what we could probably get him? We could give him a little gift from the Boomer and Carton show. For his birthday? For his birthday. What? Harry's. How good would that be? He's got to start shaving, right? What better product to use than Harry's? Oh, razors. Razors, yes. Harry's shave plan. It's awesome. And it'll be perfect for this kid. Now, let me ask you this. How are we going to get it to oh, him? No, 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 no. We don't. They ship it to him free. Oh, they do it. Free. All free, right. Free. Now, could you imagine if this kid, Jock Peterson, let's say he wanted to grow a beard, right? Right. Harry's got the scruff covered. What does that mean? It means you're going to shave the beard off with Harry's if you don't like it or if you need to clean it up. Kind of groom the beard. Now, I plan on going out to L.A. No. What store do I no, have no, to go no, to no, 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 no. to get no, these? No. Take the work out of this. There's oh, no I see. work. You order the Harry Shave plan. It goes right to his door. Oh, this That's is all. something you do online. Yes, it's awesome. And there's a 100% satisfaction guarantee because it's so damn good. Oh, is that right? Yes. I'm thinking about and getting some of these for myself. You, yeah. You still haven't told me, like, I'm getting in my car and going where? 
Nowhere. They're coming to your house free with the ship. The shipping's free. Oh, Harry's is. Harry's sends it to your house. I see. It's awesome. And by the way, this is the best part. The Shave Plan is a monthly subscription that sends them directly to your door for as little as this. Ready? $3 a month. Now, every month I got to call them and say ship these things? No, it's a subscription. Oh, I see. It takes the guesswork out. It comes right to me. To your door. Oh. Shipping is free. Oh, I see. Jerry. You've got to be an idiot not to I'm do not this. I'm not an idiot. I got it now. You can start your Harry's monthly subscription and never worry about buying blades again. As a special offer for new customers, Jerry, you get a free razor and you save $5 off with your first subscription with my code. I have a code, Jerry. It's called Postgame. You do that at checkout. Harry's.com, code Postgame, and start shaving better today, Jerry. Free shipping. I saw a thing where this Jordan Spieth, he's a golfer, yeah? Yeah, uh, one of the best he's in the world He's one of the right best. Now. Another kid who's 22 could use Harry's. Another kid. All these young kids. I've done nothing. Jordan Spieth, I was reading his caddy is on track to make $1 million this year for his caddy. That's unreal. And what does a caddy do? It carries the clubs? Caddy does a lot, actually. Now, I'll educate you. Now, we actually had golf for dummies at one point during the show this morning, yes. which is kind of funny and interesting. Um, so here's what the caddy does. Usually, the caddy will make 10% of all earnings in tournament play. All right. All right, fair enough. So if you win uh, the U.S. Open and you win $1.8 million, that caddy's pocketing $180,000 for the weekend. Nice. Here's what the caddy does. A lot of people think the caddy just puts the bag on his back and walks around and hands him the club he asks for. There's a lot more that goes into it. Usually the caddy will walk the golf course on Sunday night or Monday morning, first thing. He's going to take his little pad, and he's going to check out slopes and angles into the greens and where pin placements are going to be, the slope of the green. They'll roll the ball on the on the putting surface, the green. Um, and so they'll have a lot of this information in their little pad, which you'll see on TV. The player then goes out with the caddy, usually on at the very latest Tuesday, and they play a practice round on that golf course. And they're going over the different strategies per holes to give each golfer the best percentage chance to make birdie or eagle. And the reason for that is if you if you just take a hole, let's say a 400-yard hole, most golfers at about 300 yards have 100 yards in. That's true. But based on the slope of what a green could be, if you're 100 yards in on the left side of the green, you might have to come over water, and now you got to hit a higher shot, softer you know, fall. You might have to spin it, whatever. But maybe you go on the right side of the fairway where the water is now out of play. You can take a more aggressive line to the pin. So things like that, the caddy actually goes and figures out. Spends a lot of time on the golf course by himself. And then during the course of a tournament, they discuss shots. It's not just, hey, I'm 120 yards out. Give me my wedge. They'll sit there and discuss what are they, the caddies. He's almost your teammate. And there's a guy by the name of Jim McKay, Bones McKay is his nickname. He's Phil Mickelson's caddy, has been forever. They're probably the best golf team I've ever seen. They've been together forever. Now, are caddies generally golfers as well? Caddies can be, and I've played with a lot of them that are pretty damn good. So I don't know that they all are, but in a lot of cases they do play, yeah. And how does someone get from, like, let's say there's a kid who's a caddy at a, a local golf course. How good does that kid get to be a caddy for like a real golfer? How do you get to do that? that? Honestly, I don't know. I don't know how you get on that uh, on that chain, uh, that train, if you will, or the uh, Ferris wheel to get in. Yeah, I do know. Years ago, not now. It's because so so much money's involved now. I do know reading uh, a biography on Ben Hogan. I've read biographies on Byron Nelson. If you go back to the you know 30s and 40s, these golfers would drive. From event to event. I mean, they ain't even taking planes. And they would literally drive. They'd be like a chain of cars. Golf tournament would be over. And then they, you know, they'd be in Texas somewhere. And then they got to drive to Louisiana for the next event the next week. And they would all follow each other. 
And usually they get to the golf course and the caddies would be there and you would either be assigned a caddy or you'd pick one or maybe you had a caddy from that event at that course the year before and you kind of called ahead and said, hey, I want caddy X or whatever. But it's gotten to be now. These guys travel privately with these guys. I mean, they're really on their payroll. A little different now. I don't know how you do it now anymore, to be quite honest. I almost was a caddy. How about that? That would be a great job, I think. I actually wanted it, but they were very inflexible because they had to train me. Yeah. And they called me and said, we need you here today at 4 o'clock. I'm like, I can't come in. It was when Matthew was first born. I'm like, I can't come in today at 4. I'm coming tomorrow. They said, the job's yours if you want. you got to be here at 4. I couldn't do it. Didn't get the job. I would just be like, I would use the driver on this. Like, first hit off the tee, I'd say driver. Sir, it's 120-yard par 3. I'd say, yeah. You're fired. You put this one in. Were you interested in the Pluto photos by any chance? Pluto? Yeah. The planet? Yeah, I didn't even know that was a planet. I thought I thought they downgraded Pluto to a star. I think it was kicked out, and I think it was brought back, but I'm not sure. Is that true? Yeah, but everyone was fascinated with it. I mean, it just the looks Pluto. like the moon. You know, I tweeted this out the other day. N- nothing happens on these other planets. I don't know why we care about them. Well, and Eddie thinks there's like Martian life on Saturn. There's not though. We've gone we've gone to all these planets, or we look at them with a camera. And you think they're green and they have the funky eyes. Well, the aliens, yeah, but there's yeah. no aliens running around Saturn. So where are they? We've looked. I mean, They're not in this galaxy, galaxy. Yeah, far, far another away. Galaxy. Is it Star Wars now? Yes, it's another galaxy. Interesting. I, I'm not in into the Milky planets. Way. Me neither. It's like, to me, eh. Right. There's the, it's the moon. Unless we get invaded, like an Independence Day. Right. How is space ever going to impact my life? Never. We're not In our lifetime, we're not going to another planet. So you're not there. of the thought, like, there are people that believe you're going to be able to pay, like, $100,000 no. and take a flight to the moon and back. No. Would you do that if that was available? Uh, no, because I don't. There's nothing there. So the idea of just being in space doesn't fascinate you to see Earth as a globe. Like I won't go to Hawaii because it's a long flight. It What's is, it going to take to get to the moon? Um, I don't know. I Pluto. Might... I think they said it took nine years to get up there. I mean, who's got nine years? So it's nine like, years there and nine back. You'd have to get. You'd have to really save up your vacation. You'd also have to save up a lot of food. Yeah. Right. And by the way, where are you going to the bathroom? Although You're releasing when, it in space. When you come back, have you aged? Those nine years back and forth, or you've not aged? So 18 years gone, but you're still 45. Right. Or are you 63? Right. And if you In are 45, years. are you going to age rapidly like that Mel Gibson movie? Huh? Mel Gibson movie or Brad yes. Pitt movie? Benjamin Button's. No, that's age. where he went reverse. Mel Gibson was the movie where he aged rapidly. I think they froze his body. Remember that movie? I don't know that one. And then he came out and he was a young man and all of a sudden he started tightening up and he was aging right in front of our eyes. And within like three months, he went from 35 to 85. I only know Lethal Weapon. That wasn't Lethal Weapon, was it? That would be with Danny Glover. No, that was not Lethal Weapon. I forget the name of it, but look it up. Mel Gibson, he ages. Just Google that. Mel Gibson, he ages. Yeah, absolutely. Or Mel Gibson gets old. I'm going to get that on Netflix or whatever uh, people are watching. By the way, it's not a terrible movie. It's not a great movie. It's not a terrible movie, though. All right. And the name of that You're gonna movie You're going to Google is, it right now? Yeah, how can I not? But you have to Google it, like you said, Mel Gibson, he ages. In like movie? That. No, no, no. You said, I just want to see what comes up. But Mel Gibson, he uh, ages. A lot of what's coming up is what movie, how, how old is he? Oh, I see. And I can't, it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't Plus, come Mel up. Gibson did all those really crazy racist rants, didn't he? And uh, that all that's I didn't say he was a good guy. I just no, I'm said just saying that, if when you try to Google that information, all that other stuff's going to uh, come Yes, first. but actually that doesn't, a lot of the IMDB, a lot of that stuff comes up. Hmm. So oh, Forever Young, I think, is the name of the movie. That would make sense. I'm pretty sure. Forever Young, 1992. All right, so check that out. Check that out. Get that on Netflix. Is that what the young kids are going to use? Yeah, Netflix. Netflix. Definitely. Netflix. I've never gotten Netflix. Uh, yeah, I'm not a big Netflix. Doesn't do it for me. Hmm. I guess we're I think this we're podcast. Done. 
Catch Although it was kind of good. I actually like today's. Yeah, it was not bad. Uh, we'll try again tomorrow. Peace See out. It's the Boomer and Carton post-game show. Wow! With the real stars of the show, Al and Jerry. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.